You're locked into the Despirito Team Real Estate Show with host and top realtor Emilio Despirito on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. We're talking with industry leaders about real estate trends, money making tips, and advice on buying and selling the American dream. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Hey, good morning. Thanks for joining us today on the Despirito Team Real Estate Show. I'm Emilio Despirito, and this is your show all about real estate. So we're going to discuss the ins, the outs, the pros, the cons, everything, all local market information here to Rhode Island and the surrounding communities of Massachusetts and Connecticut. So um, look, we got a big topic here today. So we decided to bring on Melissa Delena of Delena Law. Melissa, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Great to be back. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for listening. Always a pleasure. If you don't know Melissa, her family has been in the business of real estate law now for 40 plus years. Melissa's working on almost two decades as a real estate attorney. She's the best of the best and located right centrally in uh, East Greenwich. And Melissa's office covers Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You guys do Connecticut now too? Not yet. Maybe soon. Okay, but Rhode Island and Massachusetts, where most of the business is over here. So perfect. Good stuff. Melissa, there's been some changes in what we call the transfer taxes here in Rhode Island. Um, Can you explain, first off, what is the document stamps, aka transfer stamps tax, and then what these changes are and what it's costing and who it's costing? Absolutely, Emilio. It is a hot topic. And transfer taxes, conveyance taxes, stamps, they have a lot of different names. Essentially, what it is, is a a sales tax. So in Rhode Island, it's borne by the seller. It used to look like a stamp. So I actually have some really old, cool deeds. And you'd see that they were, you know, 10 cents or 30 cent denominations. And over the years, they've gone up um, pretty substantially. Uh, Most recently was about I don't know, six or so years ago. And um, we've been at this $4.60 per thousand or said differently, $2.30 per 500. So that is what a seller pays as the tax stamps or conveyance tax is a percentage of their sales price, $4.60 of the gross sales price. It's nothing to do with what you walk away with. And all of that money is paid to the state. There is a very small portion. It's remitted at the time of the um, deed being recorded at the town level. A portion of the money is retained by the town for various um, uses. And most of it goes to the state for all different uh, benefits and programs. So it's, you know, kind of your civic duty as part of making your sale. And what's interesting to me, Emilio, is that most jurisdictions around us, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, it's all a seller born cost. But in other jurisdictions, the buyers can pay the tax stamps. And uh, most close by in New Hampshire, buyers and sellers split the tax stamps. And of course, as you know, New Hampshire doesn't have income taxes in their state. So you see more of an emphasis on real estate taxes and the burden of tax stamps. They're actually $15 per thousand last time I looked it up. Wow. Pretty staggering. Wow. So that's just generally what the conveyance tax is and how it's handled. It's always collected out of the seller's proceeds unless contracted around. Uh, you know, certain types of transactions, if it's a bank owned transaction, a short sale potentially, or a foreclosure, there may be an occasion if it's not an exempt transfer that the buyer would be responsible to pay it. But that is something that a buyer could offer to pay, uh, perhaps to make an offer more um, negotiable or a little stronger. Nice. So, so Melissa, um, one thing before we jump into what changed here, um, 
the, the, where the money goes, is that the state revolving fund for the most part? Is that where the money goes so they can put it wherever they want? I'll be honest with you. I know there are dedicated programs because I've looked it up some time ago. I just okay. don't know if that is still where it goes and I'd have to um, reinvestigate it. I know we, we kind of decided this topic is a hot topic right now because it's a new effect as of January 1st. And frankly, I haven't even looked into whether whether or where the money is going, if it's still going into the other programs. I mean, the programs that were allocated for this money in the past were for, you know, low-income housing, for parks and recreation. They were good programs. I just don't know where it's going at this point, if that's changed. Yeah, no problem. We can definitely dig into that. So, so now, all right, so they have $4.60 per 1000 okay yes but, but now there's a there's a change in the cost for certain consumers can you explain that yes so what's happened is effective january 1st the state imposed that the real estate tax conveyance tax is going to be charged in essentially two tiers so up to an eight hundred thousand dollar sale you're still facing the four dollars and sixty cents per thousand. However, if the sales price is in excess of eight hundred thousand, there's going to be a second layer of the tax. Um, so, for example, if you had a nine hundred thousand dollar sales price, you would take the full nine hundred thousand times the four dollars and sixty cents per thousand, which mm. is what you would have done in two thousand twenty one. That would have been four thousand one hundred and forty dollars. But now the second layer gets applied, which is the same $4.60 on the overage between $800,000 and whatever the actual sales price is. In our example, it's $100,000, which means it's an additional $460 that the seller is absorbing today that they wouldn't have absorbed a month ago because that's what the differential is as of 2022. Okay. All right. Understood. So, of course, I mean, so this is hitting... This is basically our luxury market. So anything over $700,000 in Rhode Island is considered the luxury market. So this is hitting you. So if you do have a property that you're looking to sell that is you know, over that $800,000 price point, you're going to get hit with that extra uh, four sixty dollars per $1,000. So it's the regular four sixty dollars per $1,000 and an additional four sixty dollars per $1,000. So I mean, that's what is, what is that? Nine point three, right? I'm sorry, 8.6. I'm sorry. So it's 8, 8.6. Um, so realistically, it's after after that 800,000, it's $8.60 per 1,000, if I'm understanding that correctly, right? That that effectively is the case because it's doubled for that overage for that additional, anything over the, the $800,000 mark. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. So, so just something to keep in mind when you're looking to sell, no one wants surprises. You know, I really appreciate your office, Melissa, because I saw this post that you put out on social media and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel that in today's day and age where we consume information completely differently back in the day, we'd open up like the Providence journal or the one socket call or the Pawtucket times or whatever, whatever it was and all the information would be right there. And it still might be, but you know, it's, it's now social media. A lot of people are getting their info and this is why we do this here too. So this is going to be shared not only here on the radio right now, but also in podcast and social media. So Thank you very much, Melissa, for sharing this this topic with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, happy to do it. There's um, there's actually been a number of changes that the Division of Taxation has rolled out. Really? Um, yeah, I mean, one of the other that you know most impacts 
uh, real estate is the way the inheritance tax liens are going to be filed. So if somebody owned property jointly and their spouse passed away and now you need to move forward with filing that, there's it used to be a very short return if you were under a certain threshold. Now everybody has to file the long return, which is over 20 pages. So it's just a little more burdensome where for someone like myself as a real estate practitioner who's not an accountant, not a tax preparer, you know, we would do the short returns for our clients. Now we're really at the the crest of having to decide, do we want to go down that road, you know, encouraging clients to do this, or do we want to just defer it back to an accountant? So that's another um, change that's come from the division of taxation. Um, And I don't know if this one's hit you yet, Emilio, but also um, if you are a landlord, you have to now have a million dollars of liability coverage Um, If you're going to be renting any units in Rhode Island, that was also effective January 1st. So there's been sort of a host of changes that we've seen. And the landlord has to provide evidence of the um, declaration to the tenant reflecting that million dollar um, liability coverage. Wow. So people have anyway. Yeah, yeah, you would usually actually I think we got like two million on some of some of the properties that we do. But wow, that's uh, I mean. You know that that could be a significant cost increase for people that own properties that have owned it for a while. Um, yeah, there's all these all these all these things that are coming up. Melissa, this is awesome information. Thank you so Thank much. You. And hey, if our listeners, if you have any questions at all for Melissa Delano with Delano Law, you can contact their office at 885-3800. Again, that's 401-885-3800. Give them a call and uh, they're happy to help you out with any of your real estate needs. They can help you with land acquisition. They can help you purchase and sell multifamily, single families, condos. These guys are specialists in real estate. They can even help you with commercial real estate as well as they've helped my company and I. So, you know, can't speak highly enough about these folks. They are, you know, true Rhode Islanders, true locals. Yes. and they know everybody. They, you know, they, they get along with everybody and they're fantastic uh, people to have on your side. Even if you're thinking for sale by owner, a lot of people are, are you know, like, oh, hey, why do I need a realtor? That's a whole nother subject. But you want to at least protect yourself and make sure that you have legal representation because you're signing legal documents about your home. You're getting into the minutiae of stuff and there's a lot of liability there that real estate agents normally will take away from you. So if you're not going to use a real estate agent, make sure you at least contact a reputable local real estate attorney. Okay. So, so important, Emilio. I can't even tell you. And it's funny because some people coming in from outside jurisdictions will be like, oh, why do I need an attorney? And I told them, if you've gone through an escrow state for a closing before, it's pretty much the same thing, except now you have someone with a little bit more experience and hopefully a lot more um, education who's guiding you through this transaction so that you're protected or better, even better protected. Well, you know, I could go to Joanne Fabrics and I could pick out some cool fabric and make my clothes, but I can tell you, I don't want to walk around looking like I'm wearing like potato sacks or, or whatever those things. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, you know, I'm, I am. It's a good analogy. I like it. Thank you. Thank you very much. I just thought of it on the fly, but, but, it, but it's absolutely true. It's like, you know, the, the amount of money that things cost you, like, if you don't go to an accountant and you file your taxes, you're, you're going to miss stuff. If you go into court um, and you're brought up on charges that you're innocent of and you're found guilty because you, you can't hire 
or you feel like you can't afford an attorney or you can't afford it. Like you're, you're just down a Creek, you know? Yeah. So it's so, so important to make sure you're protecting yourself, especially on what could be one of the biggest investments of your life. Agreed. Yeah. Huge all the way around. So again, any questions at all, give us a shout. I'll throw out my personal cell as well. 401-359-2338. Again, 401-359-2338. Thank you so much for tuning in. Melissa Delano with Delano Law. Always a pleasure to have you here with us. Appreciate you. Thank you. Take care. You're very welcome. You too. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back here with John LaPointe of LaPointe Insurance. You know, we're going to quickly talk with him about that subject that Melissa brought up about the uh, the new declaration. You have to have a million dollars in coverage for rental property. Stay tuned. We'll be right back in a couple minutes here on the Spirito Team Real Estate Show News Radio 920-1047 FM. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Hey, thanks for tuning in. As promised, we've got John LaPointe of LaPointe Insurance. If you're tuning in last segment, we were talking about some changes in the law regarding tenant-occupied dwellings here in Rhode Island, right? AKA multifamilies, AKA single families with tenants, whatever it is. You got to have a certain coverage in place. Um, so again, I'm Emilio Desperado. This is your show for everything real estate, and it's powered by LaPointe Insurance. John, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me as always, Emilio. And uh, yeah, great topic. You know, uh, once in a while, we kind of uh, get a good topic in place that's actually pertinent and timely. And this is definitely one of them. You know, laws changing in Rhode Island that can impact any of the property owners or future property owners that listen to the show. Yeah, a lot of changes right now in, in, in real estate law and costs, you know, so we want to make sure that when you're purchasing or selling a property or whatever it is, any which way we have you covered here. So, so John, can you let us know some of this uh, legislation that has passed and how it affects people's insurance, insurance premiums? Absolutely. So I, if I would say, I'm going to say for the vast majority of people who own property, this law is really not going to change much in terms of what you need for your insurance, uh, because a good insurance agent will have already made sure that you have the right coverage in place uh, that's going to meet the requirements of this law. And so in in a lot of senses, I think this law is a good thing in that it's kind of um, preventing insurance agents from doing things that they shouldn't have been doing all along, which is giving people an insurance policy that does not have this very important coverage for their property. So a, um, as a landlord in Rhode Island, if you have any tenant occupied dwelling, any sort of multifamily home, you rent the property out to somebody else, at least one of the units, the law is saying that you're required to carry at least $100,000 of general liability coverage, which will protect you, the landlord, in the event that a tenant or really any other person on the property files a lawsuit against you for your negligent acts that could have caused somebody to get injured or their property to be damaged. So that's exactly what general liability is, right? It's coverage for- For a million. 100,000. Yeah, I thought it was a, a million because last segment we were talking with Melissa Delano about some changes in, in real estate legislation, John, and uh, we discussed a million for the insurance. But I want to correct 
our listeners, I want to I want to give them the correction. It's a hundred thousand dollars in liability insurance that you have to have. That's right. Yeah, hundred thousand uh, dollars. But that being said, I would recommend that any landlord do carry more than that minimum required limit of a hundred thousand. A million dollars liability for a rental property is surprisingly inexpensive. You you would be uh, surprised how little you have to pay to get 10 times the required amount of coverage, sometimes as little as, uh, sometimes as little as five, $10 a month, you know, difference in what you pay to get that extra 900,000 of coverage. Anyways, the law is requiring 100,000 general liability. This is coverage for injuries or property damage to others as a result of your negligence as a landlord. This could be somebody slipping and falling down the stairs and saying, it's my landlord's fault because they didn't have you know, adequate safety measures in place on these stairs. Uh, it could be somebody uh, getting injured in some other way, slipping and falling somewhere else, or uh, at, there's a at, yep, an animal on the premises causes injury to them. Uh, just some issue with the property causing them to be get sick or injured or have you know oh, uh, cool. uh, yeah some you know their property gets damaged and they think hey my landlord you know never ever did anything to take care of this property and now there's water coming through my ceiling and it ruined all my stuff and it's his fault because he didn't do anything like this property is a dump and he never did anything for it could be <laughs> something like that so a hundred thousand dollars of liabilities what you're required now an important point that I will make because I'm getting a lot of questions about this, is the law states general liability. That's the term that's used, general liability. Now, on personal insurance policies, if you're um, maybe a owner-occupied situation, you own a three-family home, you live in one of the units and you rent out the other two, on your homeowner's policy, the liability is called personal liability. It's not referred to as general liability. Mm-hmm. There, there is an important distinction between the two, but what's important to know is that if you do have personal liability coverage that covers you at that location for $100,000, it does meet the requirement of the law. You have enough, if you have, as long as you have $100,000 of personal liability, that is going to meet the requirements there because it covers you for the same thing. General liability is the term that's used on a commercial insurance policy. So like a business owner's policy or some sort of, you know, a policy that's a commercial property policy is referred to as general liability. Um, On a personal policy, it's it's called personal liability or sometimes premises liability. The words can be interchangeable, but they refer to the same thing. Somebody gets hurt on your property and they file a lawsuit against you. That insurance company is going to be obligated to defend you in that lawsuit up to the limit of coverage on your policy. So it's definitely, I I would say that that's the big sticking point uh, that a lot of clients are questioning, you know, us on and say, the law says I need general liability. I didn't see that specifically listed anywhere in my policy. Well, if you have the personal or premises liability, that's going to meet the requirements. It covers you for the same thing. Um, But I mean, aside from that, I, I would say that uh, with the exception of maybe uh, a very small handful of clients that I've ever encountered, everybody that I've ever worked with has uh, gotten you know, personal or premises or general liability coverage for their landlord policy. Um, 
The ones that didn't were strongly urged against that decision. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, some people will make their own decision. And now uh, it's their responsibility to go back and purchase that, you know, minimum required amount of coverage because otherwise they're not, not meeting those requirements. Um, but it is really not that expensive. You know, it's for carry liability coverage. You're talking, you know, a couple hundred dollars a year per unit. Well worth it. Well worth it, John. I mean, you know, you got to think like this is this is a law that I think is a, a, like we said earlier is a good thing because there's insurance companies out there like like in any business. There's always the bottom feeders. They come out and they want to undercut everybody's pricing. Well, how are they undercutting pricing? They're cutting off what they would help you out with in the time of need. So if you're paying this money for insurance in a time where you know, I hate to say it, but a lot of people are so happy and, you know, and, yeah. and, and people, and, uh, people can be desperate too. You know, um, things are becoming very expensive. Um, you know, money's becoming tight for a lot of people. Um, it's a, it's a situation where, yeah, I mean, you know, people grand. might be, it's not yeah. a lot with, with a business, right. Somebody might be attracted to, to doing something, you know, like they, and, and not even not even saying that like a fraudulent lawsuit. I'm just saying like somebody yeah. could fall down the stairs and get hurt and under normal circumstances take care of themselves and pay for their injuries themselves, but now feel like they, you know, they can't afford that and actually file a lawsuit. You know, that's the other side of the coin. You know, we can sit here and say, Yeah, there's like a lot of BS claims that get put in on this stuff, but there could also be people, um, you know, people who are actually just in that position where they really unfortunately need to come after their landlord, you know, for what they're claiming as negligence. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's one of those things too, where if look at the landlord, you're renting a property, you have the duty to clear out, you gotta, you should be clearing the snow. You should be clearing ice. You should be making the area safe. Like I'm not, I'm not one that supports slumlords. Like, I mean, I, I rented at one point and luckily I always had for the most part, really good landlords when I did, but you know, there's there's situations where, um, you know, I think an insurance policy will will help will help everybody in, in certain spots for 200 bucks. I mean, it's a drop in the bucket compared to what type of rent is being charged right now. So, protect, yeah. you know, you got to protect your assets, protect your you know, stuff from liabilities and just it is what it is. Most people were paying it already anyways. Yeah, exactly. And that, that is the encouraging thing is that the majority of landlords. Yeah. that are out there know that this is something they should have for coverage. They, you know, understand that regardless of any law requiring it, it's a good idea for them to have this coverage. And, you know, the, the biggest selling point to me, whenever I explain this coverage to people, because, you know, if, if it is the type of person who's kind of anti-insurance or going to give you that feedback of like, Oh, I don't want to pay for that for, you know, whatever reason, um, those people are usually going to say something like, well, there's no dogs there. Nobody's going to sue me for that. Or my, I keep my property safe. Like there's no, I'm, I don't, I'm not care. I don't care about somebody like potentially suing me. That's never going to happen. And I tell, tell them that, well, you know, the beautiful thing about an insurance policy and the liability coverage is the duty to defend. So regardless of, so if you think that any lawsuit that comes against you is going to be BS or something, that's just, you know, you can just wipe it under the rug. It's not going to happen. The, the thing is that you still have to 
defend yourself. You know, even if you think it's totally crap, like you have yeah. to hire an attorney, you might get summoned to court. Like you might have to actually defend yourself. And that costs a lot of money, Crazy. even if it's, even if it's nothing at the end of the day, when you have an insurance policy, the company has a duty to defend. And so they have the attorneys, they're going to hire the attorneys, they're going to respond to the other lawyer, they're going to respond to the claimant, you know, and they're going to handle that process for you with you. And so even if it is something that's just totally way off base, like you have that deep pocket of the insurance company behind you and the high powered attorneys that an insurance company brings with them to help you out in that case, in which case, you know, if you didn't have that coverage, you have none of that. So even if you believe that you have the safest property in the world and you'd never need this coverage, you might still get called to court for something that's totally off base and you have to pay for an attorney to defend you. And if you have insurance, that was money well spent, you know? So uh, I always say, even though this law is in place is something should have had for a long time. And uh, if you were insured with us, in all likelihood did. And if you're not sure about it, and if you're not sure, you know, you have this coverage on your policy, whether it's with us or somebody else, give us a call. I mean, we, it's what we do for a living. We review insurance policies and help make sure people are covered correctly. Awesome stuff. Hey guys, listen, if you need a great insurance company, I want you to check out the point insurance. They handle, oh my God, they handle more uh, policies for homeowners than anyone else I've seen here in Rhode Island with over 20% market share that I calculated. It's pretty amazing. We're almost 20 or more uh, home buyers out of a hundred in Rhode Island. We'll use in point LaPointe insurance, a local family owned business for decades. Good stuff. John, thank you so much. Thanks as always. Hey, stay tuned. We got Matt Bates with Movement Mortgage and him and I are going to discuss how to buy and sell congruently. Good stuff. Great information here. We'll be right back here on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. This is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show powered by LaPointe Insurance. This segment is brought to you by Matt Bates for Movement Mortgage, NMLS number 844154. Movement Mortgage supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 39179, nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in today. We've got a very special guest. We've got Matt Bates of Movement Mortgage here with us today. You guys might know Matt if you've heard the show before. Matt is one of the top loan originators in the uh, northeastern part of the United States. This guy is a pretty big deal. He won't tell you that, though, because he's very humble and cool, if you know Matt. But I'd like you to check out the rimortgageguy.com. A fantastic place to go ahead and get information on mortgages, buy, sell, refinance, whatever you got to do. It's all there. So thanks for joining us today, Matt. Yeah. um, Thank you for having me. Um, We've already had a good, everybody had a good week. And uh, yeah, uh, the real estate market is a little unique right now, huh? Yeah, it is. It's very unique right now. I mean, Matt, we have, we have. 589 single family homes uh, at, at the time of this recording, 589 single uh, single family homes available for sale. That is the lowest that I have ever, ever seen it. I've been doing this for a decade, brother. Condos at the lowest, multifamily is at the lowest. Um, and, you know, we have listeners that call us all the time to help them out with the sale of their property. And then once in a while, we'll have a, a listener 
call us and say, hey, we already have a buyer for the property. And uh, and we're like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Before you go forward with that, do you really know how much your home is worth? Do you have, you know, how much it's going to cost you to have an attorney do both sides of the transaction? Are you aware of our program where we have a flat fee if you bring a buyer in where we'll get you locked up in the top that we can contract for a price point and it more than covers our fee and you'd have to be paying an attorney for that anyways. But there's another equation to that. And by the way, if you have any questions on that, give me a call 401-359-2338. I can walk you through that 401-359-2338. Protect yourself. A lot of liability out there and you could be leaving a lot of money on the table. Uh, you know, worst thing is, you, let's just say worst case is you find out that, hey, no, that won't work out for me or it will work out, whatever, protect yourself. Um, but Matt, the other thing is too, is that people that are selling also have to buy, okay? Or they also have to work out contracts with contingencies where they have to be able to stay in the suitable housing and move forward. There is a, a hundred and eighty-five steps to the process of of selling a home and 175 to buying a home. That's literally a 360. So let, let's talk today about how to buy and sell congruently. Okay. It's a big topic right now. Yeah. Well, so um, the contingency part is, uh, is what's the biggest, the biggest thing here when it, when it comes to the buying a house or, and, and it gets, it gets even more important when you're selling a house. Yeah, because uh, I just uh, while while we were just starting the show, I followed up with a, a customer of, of ours, and um, he he's extremely well qualified. Not selling anything, buying a uh, a multifamily, put an offer in, oh, well over asking price, really great down payment down, yeah. and uh, he lost it because um, so there was a cash offer with no contingencies. So like. Cash offers, no contingencies are out there. And they're, you know, it, 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 when you start adding contingencies to your specific situation in regards to order, being allowed to borrow, uh, to buy money or borrow money to buy a house, it is a reflection of how difficult your proposed offer is going to be and whether or not there's any um, chance at all that none of the contingencies uh, happen and therefore the buyer no longer your the, the person offering to purchase the house is no longer qualified so when you specifically when you're looking to sell a house in order to purchase a house you in my opinion you want to get as accomplished with selling your house as possible before you make an offer on the new house that you're buying so we can tout the fact that Although this is a contingency, it's a completed contingency, and the only left, the missing part is having somewhere for this person to go with once their offer is accepted, and they go through the motion of buying. But if you expect anybody to accept your offer to purchase a house, and you have a house to sell, and none of that has happened yet, it's not on the market, you know, you haven't got it under contract, <clears throat> the buyers haven't been through any part of a process with a mortgage lender, then people are going to say, nope, we don't want to deal with you while you're dealing that process. And it yeah. makes it incredibly hard, if not near impossible for some people, because, you know, we've been working with people for, for months and years and they still haven't been able to buy a house that they want. Um, normally people selling to buy the bigger percentage of them is, is to upgrade, you know, they're selling their first house to buy their second house. 
their beginner house to sell it to buy their their bigger house and that price point and that type of house that they're looking to upgrade to is incredibly hard to find you know yeah people and they're going for all the money right now um but you know the the they're highly competitive they're people with more cash putting them down i mean so you really want to get all your contingencies as completed as possible before making an offer. So that way it doesn't, it, there's less giving you like a, um, a less of a chance to, to close because you, you have these contingencies that you have to complete. If you already have them completed, sometimes people really don't even need to know about them because they're already done. They're not really contingencies. Right. Right. So, so it's all, I mean, so, so basically to break it all down, right. In layman's terms is, you know, you're going up a, a very competitive market. You're going up against a very competitive market, especially if you have to sell and buy. And I got to tell you, one of the best tools that we have in our toolbox for people with mortgage is, is working with movement mortgage, because number one, most importantly, when you work with a reputable bank, the other realtors are going to take it serious. Number two, um, you know, having the buyer uh, upfront underwritten, so their their mortgage is taken care of, and they're all set to go. They may have a, an appraisal contingency, they may not. You can decide to waive that if you're in a situation where you know you got enough money to do so. You you're gonna be better than more than seventy five percent of the buyers out there, in my estimations. Um, so you yeah. really, right? You really want to look at the situation, and if you're going into a brand new house, I mean, like brand new construction, throwing an inspections contingency on the new construction is is really kind of a cuckoo thing to do because it has to pass, you know, certificate of occupancy, and the town is going to go out and inspect it. Of course, you can go in, and again, I'm not telling you to waive your your all of your inspections, but you know, you might want to kind of limit what you're doing for inspections. So instead of going in and doing a full two week blown time frame, you might want to go in and just say, look, we're going to do just a quick inspection. We'll have it done in three days, you know, and we're informational. Like, oh, good. Like, so I'm going to really work out those, those contingencies. There's a lot to it. I want you to call us directly 401-359-2338 with any questions. Again, 401-359-2338. And even if you're relocating out of the state, I mean, Matt is licensed in Connecticut, Florida, uh, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island as far as mortgages, but Movement Mortgage and Engel and Volkers, we are all over the place here in America. Engel and Volkers are all over the world. So we can point you in the right direction to really give you that guidance and help you through the whole process and speak with the advisors on the other end of the state that you're going to or the country you're going to to help you with that transaction and any contingencies in place. Again, a lot of moving parts. Make sure that everything is done up front. Get all of your ducks in a row. Give us a shout, 401-359-2338, or you can contact the rimortgageguy.com. It's good stuff. Matt, any, uh, any closing remarks on that? Um. You know, uh, one thing I kept in mind is when you talk about appraisal contingency, if you have, if you're a customer that's putting more than 25% down, like you're looking at 30% down or 40% down, which, you know, it's becoming more and more uh, frequent that I'm running into situations like this. The appraisal sometimes really 
isn't going to sway your approval very much because it doesn't act like, you know, if it comes in 5% off of what the purchase price is, what the appraised value is, you can still buy the house. You're putting down enough money where that loan amount is not going to, that, that, that change in value is not going to change anything to do with your loan. And therefore you just keep that in mind, not saying don't do your appraisal because if you have to, you have, sometimes you have to, it's just, it, it's, it's it, when you're putting that type of money down, it doesn't weigh that much. And it, it with the appraiser's opinion of value, it doesn't weigh as heavy as someone that's putting almost a hundred percent financing into a, into a purchase because they yeah. need the house to appraise or else they have to come up with all this extra money to come out of our pocket and they might not have it. Where, so, but if someone's putting a big chunk of money down, the appraiser's opinion of value is not as serious as it would be if it was closer to hundred percent financing. So just keep that in mind. There's a little bit more details to that, but you know, that's why uh, we have our contact information. So if you want to give us a shout, give us a shout. I'd love to talk to you about it. Um, other than that, everybody, uh, I hope everybody has a great week. Awesome. Good stuff, Matt. Appreciate you very much. Again, the rimortgageguy.com. Go ahead and check that out. Refinance. Uh, or purchase with Matt over at Movement Mortgage. And uh, feel free to give me a shout, 401-359-2338. Emilio Desperado, owner of Engel and Volkers and the Desperado team. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back here on News Radio 920, 104.7 FM with Jennifer Jaber of riblogger.com talking about the top five events here in Rhode Island. This is the Desperado Team Real Estate Show powered by Movement Mortgage. Movement Mortgage. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. So you can see Hey, thanks for tuning in today. This is the Desperado Team Real Estate Show, and we have on Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com. It's the best place to check out and find all the latest events and places to go. Take the family, take a date, whatever you're doing, riblogger.com. Wonderful spot. Jen, thanks for being here with us. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. We have some exciting uh, start to February events. Um, if you're a monster truck fan or have a family member who is, uh, Monster Jam is returning to Providence February um, 4th to the 6th at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. Um, it's an action-packed, I have not been to one of these, but I have a couple of family members interested, so I might try it out. Um, it's motorsport with world-class athletes. Um, they'll be your favorites, Gravedigger, El Toro Loco, and Megalodon will be there. Um, it's just high flying, obviously stunts and head to head um, battles and some old feuds come up. So I think it's like a great time. It's you know, super energetic and just definitely fun, especially if you're a Monster Jam fan. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, February 6th. I'm actually really interested in this, too, because I love pasta. Um, is the Sunday Funday pasta making workshop from 12 to 2 at Smug Brewing um, in Pawtucket. So there's two reasons. Obviously, you can experience Smug Brewing. Um, and you'll learn uh, different pasta shapes um, with making with certain tools or by hand. So at the end of it, um, you'll roll out a dozen styles and you'll get to learn about the machines and the tools um, that you can use to make your own pasta at home and also how to make the dough. Sweet. So interested in that. Yeah. And, you, and your ticket includes one of Smug's Brewing, uh, Smug, Smug's Brewing beers. <laughs> it's a long sentence. <laughs> um, also Sunday, February 6th, uh, the Providence Flea. 
um, is holding their Valentine's market and they haven't been open for a little bit. So they're coming back. It's actually the February 6th and on February 11th, which is a Friday and Sunday the 13th. So it's their typical market, but it's Valentine's theme. So if you're looking for a gift or just, you know, a reason to get out or take a date there and there'll be vintage vendors, artisans, um, indie makers, food trucks, and much more, and also local food to purchase there. If you're looking for a laugh, Sunday, February 6th is comedy at the Thirsty Beaver in Smithfield starting at 7 p.m. Um, there'll be a night of gags and grubs hosted by James Phil Firth. Um, you can bring your laughs in an empty stomach. The show starts at 7. I'm sorry, doors open at 7, and the show starts at 8. Um, there'll also be performances by Brad Pierce and Bill Stimas, and it's $20 at the door. Oh, they're laugh. great. Yeah, yeah. they're hilarious. Yeah, so it looks like a great night, and their food is awesome there, too. Um, and last but not least, Liberty Farm and Carriage Company is offering sleigh rides and carriage rides. So obviously for a sleigh ride, we need snow and frozen ground. So if you, you have to get it in advance, you can do that at libertyfarm.net. Yeah. It's a 30-minute ride. Um, so the schedule, I think, changes depending on you know when you're looking to go. But you either have a carriage ride or a sleigh ride. So you have to hope for snow and some nice cool ground. But if worst case scenario, you get to do a horse-drawn carriage ride. It's still nice. Yeah, so you, you want to reserve that in advance. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much, Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com. Check it out. All the best events happening here in Rhode Island. Jen, thank you. Great seeing you. Thank we'll you. Have you. a great week. We'll see you next week. You bet. Awesome. I'd like to thank Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com, Matt Bates with Movement Mortgage, John LaPointe with LaPointe Insurance, and Melissa Delano with Delano Law. Great show today. I'd also like to thank Andrew, our producer, Bill, our station manager, and you for keeping this show alive and well and number one here in the Rhode Island market. I'm Emilio Despirito, and you can give me a call for any questions regarding real estate at 401 401- 359-2338. Again, 401-359-2338. Thank you so much. God bless you. Take care.